It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six oh six the time. It's a Wednesday, and over the hump we go. Morning, everybody. Wyoming currently is the coldest state in the nation right now, and I got some road conditions for you because yeah, we did get some snow yesterday. So I'll look at that before I look at everything else. Warning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's cold. Yeah, it is cold. Coldest state in the day. Now, we've been through worse. Last time we had a big cold snap. Temperatures were like negative 42 where I live. It's not that bad. There's a few places that are in the negative numbers. Most of the state is not. We're like low single digits, you know, temperatures like that. So that will persist today and into tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow in some areas might actually get a little bit colder. But yeah, right now, Wyoming is the coldest state in the nation. And it's still out there. This is what I do like. I get up this morning. It was five degrees. Okay, it's plus five. And I go out to brush the snow off my vehicle and start it up. Because unlike those people who say you shouldn't warm up your vehicle, yes, you should when it's like that. But it was so calm out there, I would much rather have five degrees and calm you know, than, let's say, 30 degrees and windy. Well, 30 degrees and windy feels a whole lot worse. All right, road conditions. How the wind does blow is pushing in the snow. The wood is out. Of course it is. Now, the good news is as a clear I-80 and get it going again, at least we're not going to have... Well, there's wind down there. I, I, gotta, I, I almost said something that was wrong here. It, there is an area around Rock Springs where there's a lot of wind right now. And that doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. So... In that area, I-80 is going to be closed for a while, and that's between Rollins and Rock Springs. All right, so if you're also if you wanted to go from Rollins north, Muddy Gap area, or even from Casper or Lander toward the Muddy Gap area, no, that just the whole area is just closed down that highway. Also, if you wanted to go from Lander, there's that highway is at 28 north. I'm sorry, southwest. That's close. If you wanted to go from Casper to Shoshone, no, you're not. That's close, 2026. From Shoshone to Thermopolis through the Wind River Canyon, that's close. Now, I-25, it's open, but it's really sketchy the whole way until you get up to Buffalo, between Buffalo and, uh, let's see, yeah, all the way up to Sheridan. That's close. If you wanted to go I-90... Buffalo and Gillette closed. Also, 1416 between Buffalo and Gillette is closed. If you wanted to get from Midwest up to Gillette or Wright, nope, that's closed too. Also, from Douglas to Wright is closed. Down in the, let's see, southeastern area, 
Guernsey, Law Springs, there's some other places, Manville, areas like that, Highway 270, Highway 18, those roads are closed too. Uh, now, the good news, because we don't have a lot of wind associated with all of this, that means there's a chance to clear all of this off, and we've got today and tomorrow. But then as we go through the forecast, we get into Thursday, late Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's where the temperatures rise a bit and the wind comes in. Now, here's where I know Jim, Jim's complaining about the weather forecast. Here we go again, Jim. Next week, potentially, you're not going to like because it's just going to be one system. A system comes in of snow and all of that. Then it pauses. Then another one. Yesterday, I compared it to when I was talking to Don Day. I said, it's, it reminds me of when I'm sitting on the beach back in my home island of Sanibel, Florida, and I'm watching the waves come in. And I can see the water get pulled out, and then a wave comes curling up and smashes against the shore. And then the water gets pulled out again, and the next one comes in. And it seems like that's what the weather's doing. And Don Day said, good analogy, because if you think of weather, as a bigger picture weather, like that, that's pretty much what's happening with winter weather right now. A whole system comes in and crashes along our coast, which is Wyoming and surrounding areas, pulls back out and does it again. That's pretty much next week for a while there. All right, so now you got an update on that. And there's road conditions change throughout the morning. I'll go ahead and, and update you on that. By the way, last cold snap that we have, here's a headline from Cowboy State Daily. During that last cold snap, Peabody expected 18 trains to show up for coal, 18 trains a day. They got one. Rail transportation, with issues, increased costs, lowered the performance of Peabody Energy's Powder River Basin coal mines. In the fourth quarter of 2022, the company did well overall. The rail issues were related to labor shortages, but also cold weather in December. During that last Arctic blast we had, the company planned to run 18 trains per day, got one Peabody operates uh, Cabello, Northern Antelope, Rochelle, and Rawhide Mines in northeastern Wyoming. So those people up in Gillette, Camel County, areas like that are familiar with. For those mines, Peabody shipped 21.2 million tons of coal in the fourth quarter. That was down from 22.5 million last year. The story, and here's a quote, sales items were negatively impacted in the quarter primarily because of abnormally cold weather, and again, they have a labor shortage going on. So the energy is there. The mines also saw higher costs in the fourth quarter of 2022 compared to the same quarter previous years. This was due to higher maintenance, higher repair costs, lower sales volumes. This is all going to affect your, your bills, by the way. Now, let's keep it. And then the labor shortage. Wyoming Mining Association Executive Director Travis Detai, during testimony, presentation to the state's legislative body stated that Wyoming coal combined could have produced about 50 million tons more coal last year if it were not for disruptions in rail service and mines, and that has a lot to do with labor shortage. According to the Union Pacific, the Burlington Northern Santa Fe, BNSF, as you know, the two rail companies that ship from Wyoming the primary issue, limited rail service, again, labor shortages. Unions representing rail employees have been fighting the companies for 
better time off policies, things like this. The current retired rail conductors and engineers have told Cowboy State Daily the long hours and difficulty in getting time off for things like doctor's appointments and so on, it's been difficult and so, well, that's what they're protesting. A spokesperson for BNSF said January the company added about 1,800 uh, train crew persons and 1,200 new engineers and mechanics and dispatchers. Union Pacific spokesperson said last month 600 employees are in training, so hopefully they'll have that problem fixed. In the meantime, while we're dealing with all of that, I'm going to deal with this next. This is just uh, right up there with they just keep making these predictions. The head of the U.N., current president of the U.N., says rising sea levels and global warming. How's that global warming working for you out there, by the way? soon will cause a mass exodus of biblical proportions. Sure, well, I'll get to that next. Kevin and Douglas just wanted to give a shout-out to all of the housekeepers. Don't forget your gloves. And me and Laramie, tell Frank Dobler's Bar in Encampment. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll tell him that. Curly and Chugwater, this is yesterday. Uh... Exhaust. Okay. Does the left realize that brown cloud is from tire wear, not from exhaust? That being said, electric cars are heavier, so more tire wear, more brown clouds. Interesting. 650. No, I think that is interesting. I was talking a few days ago about how electric cars are a lot heavier. That's more wear and tear on the roads. That's more road maintenance. How is that helping? 616, wake up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way to... News, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Okay, hold on. I had a story here from the Wyoming legislative body, something important, but I'm putting that aside for this stupid question because I think the stupid question is more interesting than the boring legislative update. Ready? Question of the day, can you legally own a tank in Wyoming? Well, why not? Can you own a tank? I keep hearing that from the gun control people. Well, you're not allowed to own a tank. Um, Well, yes, you can. They even try to make the argument, well, back during the days of the American Revolution, you couldn't just own a cannon Actually, yes, you could. There weren't any restrictions like that. You want to own a cannon back in the Revolutionary War days and keep it at your house? Did you want back during the Civil War when they invented the Gatlin gun? Did you want one? Go get one. Okay, so let's see. It's not. I'm reading from the story. It's not a Tuesday, so it's Wednesday now. Well, that crazy question from my toddler. Today's inquiry. Well, he wants to know if we can own a tank. I like the fact that her toddler wants to know, Mommy, Mommy, can we own a tank? Not a fish tank. No, we're talking about like an American Abrams, something like that. Uh, the things kids think of. When I was his age, I just wanted a new Barbie Jeep set, she said. The toy one. Well, even in pink, but okay. Thankfully, she says, I could talk him down to a reasonable second best. How about the Batmobile? 
All the same. But you know, no, don't don't laugh, though. The Batmobile is heavily armored and has weapons. So, but is it le- Can you own a Batmobile? Yes, I think you probably could. Okay, but at the same time, I had to find out. Is it legal to own a tank in Wyoming? Technically, yes. And everybody out there went, yes, all at the same time. You can legally own a tank in Wyoming. A few caveats. Don't go running down to your tank store just yet. I'm sure that there's a place that has them all lined up on their lots, you know, ready to go. And by the way, the cost of fuel right now. (laughs) While you can technically own a tank in Wyoming, there's several rules you have to follow. Now, here are the rules that are just, oh, this just sucks. Okay, Uh, it can't fire explosives. Oh, come on. First off, any tank you own needs to be demilitarized unless you have a federal destructive device permit from the ATF. Destructive device permits are tough to get as a civilian unless you're a dealer in destructive devices, which includes tanks, grenades, other explosives. There's a U.S. code for that law. Without one, you can't own a fully functioning tank. That means no firing ballistics on the interstate. You see, you you want to clear traffic, right? They won't let you do it. You'll have to just roll over everybody. Two, it can't actually go, it cannot actually go on the interstate. Oh, come on. Okay, until the apocalypse happens, then I'm driving it on the damn interstate. Sorry, but a Wyoming vehicle has a weight limit, 3,000 pounds, to be street legal, according to the Wyoming Department of Transportation. Oh, also, you have to be able to go. There's not, there's not only a speed limit, there's a speed minimum. So you have to own a tank that can actually at least go the speed minimum. But you can drive it on private land. The rapper Kanye West, former Wyoming resident, used a tank on his land. Business Insider described it as EV2. It's a lightweight, go-fast super tank. West had more than $500,000 is what he spent to own the thing. So if you're wondering what a tank weighs, about 4.5 tons, so about 9,000 pounds. So go ahead, if you have the land and some cash lying around, you can get a demilitarized tank. Just have to follow all the regulations. And the story, which I believe, Miss Mary, don't we have that on the Wake Up Wyoming site? If not, we need to, we really need to get that up there. There's a link to the regulations here. So you can go ahead and um, figure out how to get one for yourself. Now, I look at just between you and me without the federal government listening. So if you could take a moment to put your tin hats on. Appreciate it. I should have warned you in advance of that, but I know I was going there. But I would say go ahead and get the demilitarized tank like they say, but then off somewhere else have everything you need to quickly militarize it. Because we all know at some point, at some point, especially if you're a prepper, you're going to need that tank for real. And you're going to want everything up and running on it. Okay, I'm just tossing that out there. All right. There's ways around stuff like this. And again, when they say, well, you can't drive that on the interstate. Yeah, until the apocalypse happens. And then, you know how many cars are going to be stuck on the interstate during the apocalypse? 
Yeah, okay. So I'm going to need something that can just ram right through them or go over them and keep going. So at that point, I will have my tank on the interstate. Glad we had this little talk. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. This weather update. Keeping them honest, this is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight is the time. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So, Frank, our friend Drew down the hallway there came across some good statistics about Wyoming. You might be interested in. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. First sure off, that? when it comes to uh, rodeo scholarships, uh, yes, you can get those in Wyoming. Of course you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But when it comes to baseball scholarships, well, not as much. Not as much. No, we don't have any. Well, they don't play high school baseball here. Yeah, they play Legion right. baseball, but there's no schools in Wyoming that play college baseball. Right. And then there's a unique circumstance with UW where it's not an official UW team. Yeah, they're, they're a club sport. Right. Okay. University of Wyoming, for instance, has club baseball. It's not an official team of the university sports lineup. UW's club team still plays baseball against other schools. It's just not funded by the college. Right, yeah. Same, okay. it's, it's about how um, you know hockey runs and okay. rodeo, I believe, also. They, hmm. may, they, they may, it's not a real NCAA sanctioned thing, So, but it's a club sport. But okay. there, there's some kind of funding in there. So, yeah, that's the way it okay. is. Okay. So, all right, and there's not like this is a problem, but I, with so many other states offering, let's say, baseball scholarships, why doesn't Wyoming? Why doesn't Wyoming offer baseball? Why, why doesn't yeah. Wyoming have baseball teams to offer scholarships? Yes. Hey, how long have you lived here? I, it's about 16 years. Okay. That, that's just, that says it all. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? You think you, you know? I just you, thought, you know, if you're it, at a school. Does anybody want to try to play baseball in Wyoming in April yeah, and James, May? Yeah, okay. I just no. thought, no, just no teams. Okay. All right. So when it, the rodeo ones, of course, I completely well, yeah. understand that. There's so much rodeo going on around here. You can go ahead and. Now, how many schools have rodeo that they can compete against? Well, let's see in Wyoming. We'll have University of Wyoming, Casper yeah. College. Eastern Wyoming, right? Central Wyoming, okay. Gillette, right? Sheridan, I believe, has a team. Okay, maybe Northwest of Powell also. All right, and then around the country, there's a lot more rodeo than people would imagine oh, at well, college. Well, yeah, you, with the college yeah. national finals rodeo shows up in June, you'll see them all. Oh, okay, you betcha. Well, in men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys posted a well, solid 70-56 to 56 win over New Mexico and Albuquerque at the bid, and that's not easy to do down there. Cowboys beat the Lobos in just about every way, shape, and form. They had a 20-point lead midway through the second half, and the Pokes had eight players see action in that game. They were led in scoring by Hunter Maldonado with 20 points, and he played all 40 minutes. Cowboys hit 11 threes. They were 13-14 from the free-throw line. New Mexico is now 19-7 and overall, 6-7 and in Mountain West play. That is a huge loss for them concerning a possible NCAA tournament bid. UW improves to 8-17 and and overall. 3-10 and in Mountain West play the host Air Force on Friday. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women rated 16th in the country this week at 22-3. They'll host Central Wyoming College from Riverton tonight at 5.30 at the Erickson Gym. Casper College men will host Central at 7.30. T-Birds come into that game with a record of 20-5. The LCCC basketball teams out of Cheyenne will be in Rock Springs tonight to meet Western Wyoming. The Golden Eagle women 17-8 and the men come into tonight's action with a mark of 13 and 10. In boys high school basketball from over the weekend first on Friday, 
Cheyenne East over Campbell County, 67-62. Natrona over Laramie, 58-53. Kelly Walsh got by Star Valley, 63-59. Thunder Basin, a win over Cheyenne Central, 48-46. Sheridan beat Cheyenne South. Wheatland over Glenrock, 57-47. Burns over Lust, 77-57. And Burlington down KC, 72-41. Then on Saturday for the boys, Sheridan over Laramie, 83-62. Central over Campbell County, 75-56. Kelly Walsh over Jackson, 66-48. Natrona beat South, 4 59-43. Pine Bluffs, a winner over Burns, 66-36. Glenrock um, over, over Newcastle, uh, 51-45. Hewlett over Midwest, 67-43. Intensely BKC, 53-52. And girls play on Friday. Cheyenne East over Campbell County, 67-58. Thunder Basin over Cheyenne Central, 71-69. Sheridan beat Cheyenne South, 60-38. Natrona over Laramie, 53-43. Star Valley over Kelly Wall, 60-38. Glenrock beat Wheatland, 51-47. Burns over Lux, 42 29 and Burlington a winner over KC 61-21. On Saturday, Cheyenne East lost to Thunder Basin 54-49. Central lost to Campbell County 68-65. South lost to Natrona 62-45. Kelly Walsh beat Jackson 56-9. Newcastle over Glenrock 71-47. Pine Bluffs over Burns 42-36. And Hewlett a winner over the Midwest Oilers 47-29. That's it in sports. So I just sent you a video in your messenger but uh, be careful watching up to the end just to warn you. Okay. So it's a bull and speaking of rodeo and this bull does not want to get out and be ridden okay. so it's putting up a fight inside the cage the shoot yeah okay. yeah the shoot there the the i think moral of this story is if a bull is that determined get out of the shoot possibly just you, you give, you'll give the bull a break and then yes. bring him back in later maybe you know, later because when you see the ending you'll see what i mean it's just <laughs> one of those cases where you just don't want to be in there with that guy because he just does not want to be ridden oh okay uh, thank you frank yeah the ending's kind of brutal on that uh, for the people that were inside the pen with him but all right Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. Wake up, Wyoming. It's time to get Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Don't believe the air and water are safe. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. So a town meeting tonight in East Palestine, Ohio, could be crowded and contentious. Residents are back home after a train derailment that led to chemical spills, toxic explosions, and hazardous smoke. They complain of all sorts of issues. Nathan Azadek tells Fox. I now have uh, the chemical burns and reaction rash on my face. And my throat is getting irritated again. The EPA and state officials on the railroad had said the air and water are safe now. Residents are being urged to drink bottled water in case. The U.S. military shot down an Iranian drone today over Syria, not far from where 900 U.S. troops are housed. The three objects shot down in recent days over Alaska, Canada, and Lake Huron remain unidentified. More than a week after the Chinese spy balloon was taken down, Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen tells Fox Business China may be looking at U.S. energy infrastructure. I believe these uh, these balloons, these objects, are actually reconnaissance. They're trying to find exactly where the pipelines are. All five Michigan State University students wounded in Monday night shooting remain in critical condition this morning. Three others were killed. Another student says she's had enough. Jackie Matthews. 
was also a student at Sandy Hook Elementary School when 26 people were massacred there in Connecticut in 2012. She posted on her at JMAT TikTok account. We can no longer just provide love and prayers. It needs to be legislation. It needs to be action. The Michigan State gunman killed himself. His motive remains unknown. A murderous white supremacist is due in court this hour to be sentenced in Buffalo, New York. We're back in May. Peyton Gendron went on a shooting spree inside a supermarket, killing 10, wounding three, targeting black people. He pleaded guilty to murder and terrorism will get life in prison. Americans were out buying more last month. Retail sales rose 3% after a decline in December. It's the biggest increase since March of 2021. That's Fox's Ginny. Consola. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, if you're in the market for a new firearm, well, you're not going to do better than one made by our great friends at Henry Repeating Arms. And by the way, you're looking for something light and easy to transport. You got to check out their U.S. survival rifle. Now you can take it apart, put it back together in seconds when you need to. It's compact, so you can carry it everywhere. Only three and a half pounds, just 16 inches when it's disassembled. Now it comes in black and three types of camo, and it's affordable. You can pick one up from between 250 and 400 bucks, depending on the finish. And like all Henry firearms, they're made in the U.S., and they're backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee. As a matter of fact, you can watch a few video reviews. Just go to HenryUSA.com slash survival. That's HenryUSA.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order your free catalog. You'll get free decals, over 200 models to choose from. Here is the latest from K2 Radio News, presented by DK Hauling, the only acceptable form of trash talk. For waste management services, call DK 277-9198. Kiss a you? Ew. Some lucky teacher at Natrona County High School will win the prize of kissing a sheep regardless of the ew factor. When the school's Casper Future Farmers of America chapter hosts the Kiss the Sheep fundraising contest on February 23rd. That date falls in the middle of National FFA Week of February 19th through the 26th. Harper Pollock told the Natrona County School District trustees this at their meeting on Monday. The Casper chapter will select a group of NCHS teachers and each of them will have a photo on a designated bucket in which students can drop money for the contest. The teacher with the most money wins. To celebrate, the Casper FFA chapter will bring a lamb to the school for the winner to give it a smooch. The chapter gets 90% of all the donated money, while the rest goes to the reach for a star riding academy. Not to be outdone, but without any ungulate interaction, the Kelly Walsh High School Windy City FFA chapter will conduct a raffle for a Suburban. With the proceeds being split among the chapter, the Jason's Friends Foundation and the Pathways Innovation Center. Presentations by students and their organizations are a regular feature at the beginning of Board of Trustees meetings. Reporting from Casper, this is Colby Fedor. As the name implies, Friday was indeed a night to shine. Every year, Highland Park Community Church hosts an adult prom for individuals living with special needs. People aged 14 and older were invited to the church for a night of food, drink, dance, games, and more. There was even a karaoke station. The Tim Tebow Foundation sponsors the Night to Shine for Highland Park and various other churches across the world, and it's a night for attendees to dress up, put on their dancing shoes, and make some memories that will last for Forever. Well, we haven't been able to come together since 1920. Okay, so it's been a few we were, years. We did two drive-thrus, sure. which were fun, but we couldn't really be with our honor guests. Because the Night to Shine is in a worldwide. Right. So that's why they couldn't do it, because in different parts of the world, they were still dealing with a lot of... So now we're all 
that's behind us. So we, this is the first year that we are able to come together after all these years. So as we have a huge group tonight, they're from Casper, Cheyenne, and Laramie have come in. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. So how, how did this come about? Obviously, it's the Tim Tebow Foundation, but how did Highland Park get involved and what made you want to? Well, I've been the special needs director here for six years. Okay. So when I came on, I applied for it, and I've run this Night to Shine for six years. Wow. And I just love it. Every year, it gets bigger, it gets better, it's more exciting, more people know about it, more people are coming. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, you watch the red carpet. If you Once you see that, you're hooked. You can see photos from A Night to Shine at K2Radio.com. From K2 Radio News, I'm Nick Perkins. From small game rifles to personal protection, Wagner's has the best gun selections around. Find the best make and model for you at Wagner's Outdoor Outfitters. Always quality. Wagner'sOutdoors.com. Going to be a cold, blustery day, only making the teens for highs. Chilly north winds, clear, very cold tonight, near to below zero. Mostly sunny on Thursday, cold highs, low 20s, single digits and teens Thursday night. It will be warmer, making the 30s and dry Friday and Saturday. Six is the time of Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday. Yeah, it's cold out there. Yeah, single digits for almost everybody. A couple of people a little bit lower than that, but most of the state's single digit. And yeah. I did this first hour of the program. I'm going to do it again one more time. Well, maybe a few more times. Just to take a look at what roads out there are problems. So cleanup ought to be pretty easy this time because except for... South Wyoming, South Central Wyoming, where there's a lot of wind. There's really not a lot of wind around the rest of the state. So those big snow drifts that keep closing the roads over and over again, not right now. We ought to do pretty well at our cleanup still. I'll rush through it for you. If you're on I-25, oh, they just closed a, no, no, that's open. Okay. If you're on I-25, you can go from Cheyenne all the way up to Buffalo. It's sketchy. Be very careful. Lots of, again, drifting snow, ice out there. You could be going 80 miles an hour, then you turn a corner and all of a sudden there's a big pile of snow or ice or something like that. So from Cheyenne all the way up to Buffalo, and then after that, it's I 25 is closed. From Buffalo to Gillette, I 90 is closed, and 14 and 16 are closed. If you want to go from Midwest to right Wyoming, no. But, now this is kind of interesting. From Gillette, Highway 50 on the way down north and south is open but highly sketchy. But let's say you left Gillette and you drove all the way down to those people who live in the area. You know 387 that gets you to right or Midwest. That's what's closed right now. Yeah, so part of it's open but not. Douglas and Wright. That's 59. That's closed. Casper to Shoshone, closed. Shoshone and Thermopolis, right up the Wind River Canyon, closed. Anything involving the Muddy Gap exchange, let's call it there, no. You're not going from Rollins North or Casper South West or uh, Lander heading down. No. In fact, anything south of Lander is closed right now. 
And there's a few other places. Oh, people in Rock River, Medicine Bow, and Hannah. That's all closed around you. Of course, I ate is closed. Yeah, of course. Uh, between Rawlins and Rock Springs, that's all closed. So there's where we are now. And what's the good news, to give you the good news on all these roads, is it will start clearing up today and no wind until, let's say, later on Thursday. Oh, also, Law Spring, Manville, Hartville, those, you know, that's Highway 18 and 270. That's all closed. Just so you know, roads around you are mostly in really sketchy condition right now. So that's what we got. But again, if there's no wind out there blowing around all of the snow, then clean up ought to go pretty well today. The wind doesn't kick in until later on on Thursday. Don Day joins me at 745 to talk about the weather forecast. Okay, let's go. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Back to the Wyoming legislative process. A lot of times a bill will die in the Wyoming House and Senate, and you're thinking, okay, well, we're done for this session. Maybe not, because sometimes people find clever ways of reviving a bill, bringing it back from the dead. So... From Cowboys Day Daily, back from the dead, Wyoming resurrects effort to stop crossover voting. And sometimes legislators plan this, knowing I'm going to introduce this bill. If it, get killed, if it gets killed in some way, I have a backup plan. So, story says, just when it seemed crossover voting would continue in Wyoming for the next election cycle... The Senate brought the bill back to life, eliminating the practice uh, after it has been previously defeated in the committee. Crossover voting. Now, of course, you know what that is. We, I can go through it again for those who don't. Uh, State Senate Larry Hicks, Senator Republican Bags, brought the motion to withdraw House Bill 103 from the Senate Corporation's Elections Political Subdivisions Committee, which February 9th spiked the bill. <clears throat> Using Senate Rule 5 Dash five. Hicks was able to bring a floor vote to bring the bill to a new committee. There was a, a separate vote to approve which committee would receive the bill. In other words, I know this is going to be killed in this committee. Can we bring it to that committee? It has a better chance of being passed. House Bill 103 sets the deadline to change party affiliation to the day prior to the campaign filing deadline opening. Prior to candidates being able to file. So in other words, there's. And I did notice in the last election cycle, there were a lot of people who filed to run for various offices at the very last minute. That does happen. I would still like it farther back than that, but okay. Uh, one of the biggest proponents of... House Bill 103 is Secretary of State Chuck Gray, who oversees state elections. Let's see, Senate 
Senator Kale Case, Republican Lander, chairman of the Senate Corporations Committee, voted three to one against the bill. And I always wonder, why is Kale Case a Republican? I guess because he can't get elected as a Democrat, but he always votes as a Democrat and on pretty much every single thing. But all right. Quote, the whole purpose shouldn't be about making sure one party is in power and the minority party is not in power, he told Cowboy State. That has nothing to do it should be about making it a more democratic government. See, I, okay, again, Mr. Case, no. It's about one party meddling in another party's election process during their primaries. I've said this before, but let's do it again. The purpose of the primary is each party selects their candidates to go to the general election. Now, if you live in a county where only Republicans are running for office and none of the ever other parties even bothered to show up. That's not the fault of the Republicans. The other parties need to get busy. But okay, um, Mr. Hicks, Hicks told Cowboy State Daily, he wasn't pressured by any third party to bring his motion, but rather was listening to the wishes of his Republican Party as a whole. He said, I'm the majority floor leader. My job is to make sure the majority party bill gets heard. The majority of Republican voters want this bill to be heard. House Bill 103 passed the House with a supermajority 51 to 9 before running into trouble in the Senate Corporations Committee, which every member there is a Republican. But again, really a Republican? Okay, Hicks said he knew the bill was in trouble the moment it was referred to the Senate Corporations Committee. He said there was no plan to make motions to revive it. He was simply acting for his party, so that's why he made the motion and had it moved. Hicks made a motion to have the bill withdrawn and re-referred to the Senate Revenue Committee. The Senate Revenue Committee is a five-member panel, and four of its five members are some of the most conservative members, so there's a much better chance there that the sucker would go through. Senator Tara Nethercott, Republican, Cheyenne, uh, described the bill as not the proper committee. Well, I would look at it and say, I would agree when you look at the Revenue Committee. Why is this there? It has nothing to do with the Revenue Committee. But it's a committee that would pass it, is the strategy. So, okay. Uh, Hicks' motion to overrule the Corporations Committee passed 19 to 12. Second vote referred the bill to the Revenue Committee for uh, 16 to 14. Senator Ed Cooper, Republican 10 sleep, was one of the votes that changed between the two motions. He supported the motion to bring the bill back, but opposed moving it to the Revenue Committee. Again, just not the committee for this. You want some... So um, it's not unusual for challenges to be brought against a committee decision on a bill. The move is legal under Senate Rule 5-5. Okay, so now we'll see. And, and then the question from Cowboy State Daily in their article, so the, could the governor veto this? I, well, we, we don't know anything. We, first, we have to get it through all of this and then see if they'll actually – we don't have much time left in the Wyoming House and Senate, but it's got to get through all of this and get voted on. But here again, the idea is nobody could switch party. People can switch parties until the day before the deadline for candidates to register as a candidate. I still would like it pushed back more than that. 
I mean, the more the better to prevent people from crossing over, casting a ballot, crossing back at the last minute. I have watched people. I've seen this happen right in front of me. Somebody walk up, Democrat, switches to Republican, goes votes, comes back, switches back to Democrat again. That's got to stop. 717, Wake Up Wyoming. Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 722 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Morning, DJ. DJ is up in Gillette. She reminded me. And thanks for reminding me that. I had forgotten that. So when it came to the crossover voting bill, let's say it does go through. Because here it's got a second life now to pass a crossover voting bill in the state of Wyoming that would prevent at least somewhat people from crossover voting before the election. Meddling in other parties' primaries is the way I look at it. DJ Angela says, don't forget, you have Governor Gordon on air saying he'd uh, sign a stop crossover bill if passed. I asked him on your show, and he said yes. Okay. Governor Gordon on air saying he'd sign a crossover bill if passed. Okay. Well, uh, let's see what he does. I always like to wait because I, ne- I never believe that anything is going to happen until it happens. Yeah. When people ask me to predict something, do you think this is going to happen? Ask me after it happens, and I'll tell you what my prediction is. Because things never really go the way you want them to in life. So, okay. We'll see. I would still rather have the crossover voting bill push the date much farther back, way before. I mean, months, 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 months before. So no one has any reason to crossover vote because they're, it's pushed so far back as to how long – the, you can switch parties to. I, I I would even do it, let's say, 2024, like beginning of the year. If we're going to have a vote in 2024, well, the beginning of 2024, January 1st, you can no longer cross over vote. Something like that. I doubt my idea would get passed, but that's what I'd really like to see in the state of Wyoming, just to put an end to it. And again, if your party doesn't show up in your area for the primary election, don't blame the Republicans. That's not their responsibility or their fault that your party didn't show up. Do something about that. All right. Anybody interested in a career in law enforcement? Because there's a story we have up on the Wake Up Wyoming site that talks about the Wyoming Highway Patrol offering a four-week onboard training course for all certified peace officer candidates. If you're working in law enforcement now but would like to move over to the Highway Patrol, for that matter, I would like to suggest anyone listening out of state we need law enforcement in the state we we've got it pretty good but we could use some more in some key areas and when i take a look at other states how police officers are packing up and just leaving and i don't blame them. defund the police movements stuff like that and they're looking for a better place to work may i suggest the state of wyoming to you oh it's completely different out here And our attitude toward the police is completely different out here. All right, opportunities available if you're interested or eligible, and you can find out. Uh, You have until April 23rd, 2023, to submit your application. And there's public safety testing here for Trooper 1, Trooper 2, public safety testing. If you're not in law enforcement field yet, the application, training, and hiring process can be lengthy. 21 years of age high school diploma or GED or associate's degree. 
experience of working with public in something like customer service, not necessarily law enforcement, but that's a plus. U.S. citizen, complete all required entry-level testing. No convictions on your record. Not be a bad driver with too many accidents and tickets. Good eyesight, natural or corrective. Next step is to apply and start to finish could take you about a year. And then there's a government job application, all that kind of stuff. And then there's the Wyoming Highway Patrol Academy at Laramie Community College in Cheyenne. So, okay, that's what the Highway Patrols are. I just looked at that article and I thought right away, again, of officers around the country who are leaving states where they just went enough and they just left, which is hard on those communities. This is why I gave you a story a couple of weeks ago. San Francisco is having such a problem with crime right now. And that's part of the whole defund the police movement, too. I mean, there's city council, dear Lord. And then the state of California is not helping either. So crime is through the roof. And citizens of all places in one of America's most liberal cities are applying for concealed carry permits and just carry permits. Now, at one point, San Francisco wanted to just not allow anyone to carry a gun. But the Supreme Court said you can't do that. People have a right to bear arms. They're allowed, the city and the state, they're allowed to have some rules when it comes to carrying a gun. But a citizen has the right. So in San Francisco, people are arming themselves to protect not just in their homes, but when they're just trying to take out the trash or go to work or something like that. And one of the problems is police officers just leaving. They've just had enough. For some of those people, it's been like working in a war zone nonstop. And while there really is no good excuse, when you see police officers just sort of, let's say, go postal on somebody, every so often one of those stories pops up where there's video of police officers beating on somebody. And I look at it and I know, of course, they shouldn't be doing that and they're going to suffer the consequences of that, and they should. On the other hand, I look at how do these good officers wind up like that? And that's because they work in a war zone day after day after day, and that eventually would cause anybody to just snap, and they do. So between the war zone they have to work in, lousy pay, lack of respect, defund the police movements, a lot of these people just want to leave. And so that's why I've often suggested to anybody out there who wants to get into law enforcement, look at states, not just Wyoming, but like Wyoming, because the attitude toward police here compared to some of those other places is entirely different. Coming up on some local news, and then your weather forecast right after that. After your weather forecast, you and I have a nice short little segment. Then a Wyoming legislative update with our man in Cheyenne, Doug. Don Day will be on with us at 745. He's going to talk weather, not just after the storm that blew through yesterday, but then what do we have for the rest of the week and into the weekend? And next week, what's brewing is important. I'll talk to him about that because he sees some stuff brewing, but it's far enough away that he can't make any hard predictions, but he sees some stuff brewing. So we'll talk about that with Don Day, 745. Wake up, Wyoming.
is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Thirty-six at the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Oh, my God. I can't believe what I'm reading over here. On the ridiculously large television they have in the studio or next to me over here, off to my right, there's a woman with uh, green hair. Okay. And I don't know what she's saying, but the crawler underneath her, the satanic temple to offer abortion services in New Mexico. And she's with the satanic temple. I, I don't even know what she. I don't. Even, I could. I could turn on the volume to hear what she's saying. I. I don't want to know what she's saying. I just. I looked at that and thought, what really? This is so surreal. My sister in Lake Wells, Florida, often says that no more old people in politics. We got to get rid of the old people. Diane Feinstein will retire in 2024. She has been around for over 50 years. She's 89 years old. And when asked, so you said you were going to retire? She actually looked at the reporter and said, I did? Yes. Diane Feinstein, Democrat, California, will retire from Congress into 2024 after three decades in the Senate, over 50 years in public office, she announced Tuesday. I'm announcing today I will not run for re-election 2024, but intend to accomplish as much for California as I can through the end of next year. Feinstein said, 89 years old. Your current president is the oldest person to ever be president, by the way. Yeah, so I have to agree with my sister on this. Enough old people in politics. At 89, Ms. Feinstein sometimes struggles to recall the names of colleagues, frequently has little recollection of meetings or telephone conversations, and at times walks around in a state of befuddlement. Sounds like our president, doesn't it? Including as to why she's increasingly dogged by questions about whether she's fit to serve. This gets back to, I wonder, I scratch my head and wonder, why do we keep voting this in? I've been saying for quite a few years now, when it comes to selecting the proper people for positions like your president, your senator, whatever the case may be, Americans just suck at that. We just pick the worst people and over and over and over again. Diane Feinstein, corrupt as she's been, has, should have been run out of office and probably jailed a long time ago. And yet they just kept electing her. And if she wanted to run for another term, even at 89, they'd let her. California would actually vote her back in. 739, Wake Up Wyoming. It's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 745 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day. Day weather. Baby, it's cold outside. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it's going to stay that way for a bit. Okay. I did notice there's not a lot of wind in Wyoming except right in central Wyoming over I-80. Other than that, <laughs> just that one spot that always closes down. Why just there? Well, we could talk about Mountain Gap, okay. where they decided to build said mm -hmm. road, which is through Mountain Gap, which is where air wants to go naturally. Okay, yeah, okay. So, so, in other words, a place that they were warned about, don't do it here, and they did it there. 
Yeah, okay. All right, now, we go through this today, and it looks to me like the cold air will probably settle in for just, just a little bit here, giving us a break, right? Well, we are going to be very cold today. We are going to be very cold tonight. Now, tomorrow, temperatures will start to moderate, but... Uh, People across the state aren't going to really see temperatures get much warmer than they are now uh, throughout the course of the day. And then tonight, uh, as skies are going to clear, winds will lighten up, sub-zero temperatures are going to be really easy to get to. Uh, this will be especially true uh, along and west of the divide in the snow-covered basins and valleys. So you're going to see 5, 15, 20 below zero in parts of the Bighorn, Wind River Basin, Green River Basin. Casper will probably be flirting with going a little bit below zero. Certainly Laramie will. So you, it, it's going to be a very cold night. Now, the good news is, is that while tomorrow will still be chilly, the sun will be out, and we expect tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday to be three days of dry conditions, slowly moderating temperatures, and really it won't be bad uh, before the weather starts to change again late Sunday and Monday. Okay, and then it sounds like in your forecast with Cowboy State Daily, enjoy the weekend-ish. Yeah, I, I do think we'll probably start to see the weather conditions begin to change Sunday, especially late Sunday and Sunday night. But I think three quarters of the weekend will be decent. Okay. Decent meaning it's <laughs> I caught the I caught the tone of voice there. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, decent. Okay, but that here's what gets me though. We get into next week and not only one wave after the next, you know, nice day, eh, day, nice day, eh, but it sounded to me like you were saying something's brewing that you're just keeping an eye on yeah and what it is is, is it's not necessarily a a storm per se rather that it's a pattern that we've seen before where really cold air from canada comes in under a strong jet stream out of british columbia and dives southeast into the rockies we call this northwest flow this is a pattern that lends itself to significant high country snow. So Wyoming's mountains next week are going to add to their totals. Uh, but also this pattern is going to drag in some cold surges. And these cold surges as they go across the plains can make it snow as well. And we see that Sunday night, Monday, and then we see that again towards the middle of next week. And then maybe again towards next weekend or late next week. So there potentially are three episodes of waves of colder air and some snow getting pushed on through. So it's going to be a very wintry weather pattern next week. And right. I do think we'll be faced with travel problems again. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you said that in advance over there. But that's still developing, though, as to how it's exactly it's going to look, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but it's going to be like over a five- to seven-day period. There's going to okay. be three of these surges coming through. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. It's okay. I like the way he <laughs> talked about the weekend. Yeah. Okay, off we go. Over it. Yeah, you just. Oh, I'm I know. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to go to Gillette tomorrow. Yeah. And the only way I can get there from here, as of right now, is like, damn near go to South Dakota. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. And then and go that, that, and then through Newcastle in that way. Yeah. Okay. And so what? Close, what he's, close, 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 close. Yeah, exactly close. right. I was talking about that earlier this morning. How many roads are closed? So it's tomorrow that you have to go. Well, I would like to. You might be okay by tomorrow. On those roads. It looks like you could be. Why not? They're they're heroes. Yeah, they are. Now, it's because they have 50 open south of Gillette right now. Sketchy, but you've done that before. You know how sketchy Well, yeah, and and that's that's no fun either. It's Midwest up to 50. So by tomorrow, you should be okay. But what gets me, though, is when we get into late Thursday, Friday, that's where the wind kicks up. And you know what that can do. After they've cleared everything, we're back to where we started again. That's what you're going to have to watch out for. Can you fly me there? 
Not not in that wind, I'm not. I'm not. Come on, man. It's <laughs> no, no, from here to Gillette, what, yeah. half hour, 40 Although, minutes? Actually, it, it takes about uh, 40 minutes to fly hey, up just there. just drop me off. I'll ask for a uh, ride. You know, yeah, that's okay. You know, that actually, that's, that's that, that is one advantage when it gets not windy, but when it gets calm is to be able to go over, take a look at all of the closed roads <laughs> and go, well, I don't have to worry about that. I just have to worry about if the next airport is open. And right. in most cases, they are. You know, they, they tend to take care of that. Although in Casper, the last time we had a big snowstorm come in, they did finally to just concentrate. They opened one of the runways, the crossing runway. They just said, never mind. Because it just kept blowing in. Yeah. So they focused all the resources on keeping that one open. I know they would have had to move you over to Midwest International. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So you can probably make it there. It's just watch out for it. Do you ever plan this where I'm going to be able to make it, but I might have to get a hotel for an extra night? Well, no. I am, I'm, I'll be there through Saturday. Oh, okay. But then you should be okay. Well, or as Don said, yeah, you know. Point A to point, a to point B. <laughs> yeah, when Don Day's going, yeah, I pay attention to that tone of voice. Yeah, alrighty. Come men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys posted a solid 70-56 to 56 win over New Mexico at the Pitt in Albuquerque last night, and that's not easy to do down there. Pokes beat the Lobos in just about every way, shape, and form, had a 20-point lead midway through the second half, and they saw eight players in the lineup and were led in scoring by Hunter Maldonado with 20 points. He also played all 40 minutes. Cowboys hit 11 threes in the game. They were 13-14 from the free-throw line. New Mexico 19-7 and overall, 6-7 and in Mountain West play, and that is a huge loss for the Lobos concerning a possible NCAA tournament bid. UW is 8-17 overall, 3-10 in league play, and they'll host the Air Force on Friday. Junior college basketball, the Casper College women rated 16th in the country this week at 22-3. They'll host Central Wyoming College from Riverton tonight at 5-30 at the Erickson Gym. The Casper College men will host Central at 7-30. The Tabers come into that game with a record of 20-5. El Triple C basketball teams out of Cheyenne will be in Rock Springs this evening to meet Western Wyoming. The Golden Eagle women are 17-8, and the men come into the, that game tonight with a mark of 13-10. and 10. Boys high school basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday. Cheyenne East over Campbell County, 67-62. Natrona beat Laramie, 58-53. Kelly Walsh got by Star Valley, 63-59. Thunder Basin over Cheyenne Central, 48-46. Sheridan a win over Cheyenne South, 72-31. Wheatland over Glenrock, 57-47. Burns beat Lusk, 57-57. And Casey down to KC lost to Burlington 72-41. On Saturday for the boys, Sheridan over Laramie 83-62. Central beat Campbell County 75-56. Kelly Walsh over Jackson 66-48. Natrona over South 59-43. Pine Bluffs defeated Burns 66-36. Glenrock over Newcastle 51-45. Hewlett beat Midwest 67-43. Ten Sleep over KC 53-52. In girls play on Friday, Cheyenne East over Campbell County 67-58. Thunder Basin beat Central 71-60. Sheridan over South 60-38. to And the Trona got by Laramie 53-43. Star Valley went over Kelly Wall 60-38. Glenrock beat Wheatland 51-47. Burns over Lusk 42-29. And Burlington over KC 61-21. Then in girls play on Saturday, Cheyenne East lost to Thunder Basin 54-49. Central lost to Campbell County 68-65. South lost to Natrona 62-45. Kelly Walsh beat Jackson 56-9. Newcastle over Glenrock 71-47. Pine Bluffs went over Burns 42 
236, and Hewlett B. Midwest 47 to 29. That's it in sports. A friend of mine, Amy Womack, who lives in Casper, Wyoming, yes. just put a picture up of she's uh, Highway 387, oh. and Highway 387 between 50 and Midwest. Oh, Midwest and, that's, and that's bad even oh, in my the Lord. summer. Yeah. So I put up a post a couple of weeks ago of the worst winter roads in Wyoming. That's part of it. That yeah. stretch right there. I have been on that a couple of times and literally didn't think I was going to make it. I'm surprised that I did. What does Amy's picture look like? Uh, white. There's okay. a road there somewhere, I can tell, because it looks like tracks. <laughs> But that's about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate the mornings. Oh, that's it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. No, it's a bad stretch of road there in the wintertime. It really is. All right. Coming up on local business. News time after that. We'll get into the open phone thing right after the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, hold everything. Stop. This happens now and then. I had something lined up, ready to go, and I came across another story here that made me go, really? Wall Street Journal tweet and headline. To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. And it shows a woman trying to buy eggs. Several breakfast staples have sharply increased in prices due to a perfect storm of bad weather, <clears throat> disease outbreaks, and other such things. They even blame Russia. In the Wall Street Journal, they blame everything except they don't look at our president, by the way, and his policies. And the Democrats and their policies. Or, government, or for that matter, government in general and their policies. But they blame everything else. Now, some of these other things are true. Bad weather, disease outbreaks. Yeah, you can go ahead and blame Russia, too. But why not mention, and your government screwing the economy? But all right, reading on. Egg prices, it talks about the increase, how much up they are. You all know how expensive. So just skip breakfast. By the way, I had breakfast this morning. Uh, Usually I just have some fruit nearby, but I just had some oatmeal. So you don't have to skip breakfast. You can have something else. But still, let's go back to what fixes stuff like this. Well, the free market. I'd say here's another. This is Wall Street Journal tweet. To save money, skip breakfast. Several breakfast staples have a sharp increase in price. And those prices will continue to go up. Okay, that's just one of several headlines that I saw Wall Street Journal Starting with that. Now, let me see if I can... Let me see. Uh, who else put that up? Two, money, skip breakfast. Okay, see, I didn't even finish typing that. And it started popping up all over the place. Uh, here's another one. Money-saving tip. Cost of living crisis. People are skipping meals to save money. Change your breakfast habits to save money. Oh, okay. Does this remind you... Some of you it might... If you were around during the Jimmy Carter era, I was a 
kid, a wee lad during the time. But the president at the time, Jimmy Carter, was saying, well, you know, when it comes to keeping warm in the wintertime, because we're going to run out of energy soon, which we didn't, just uh, you're going to have to wear a sweater around the house because, okay, Americans are used to living comfortable like they want to live. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to burn up and destroy all of our resources in order to do that. We have to manage things, okay, in a wise way in order to do this, of course. But the idea that you're being told, now you got to start skipping meals. We're not supposed to be a third world country. You're supposed to be America. So from this one, it's a magazine called Metro. I'm not even hungry anymore. My body is used to being deprived. Three people on why they have skipped meals to save money at the moment. According to new research, the story says, many people are now skipping meals to save money on the cost of living. And they call it a cost of living crisis. If you've been uh, to the petrol station or the gas station supermarket attempted to pay your gas or electric bill this year, you know of the cost of living crisis. While everyone has been affected by this in some way or another, much worse low-income earners as well. Okay, and then it goes into what people are doing to save money. And again, that's skipping meals, stuff like that. Oh, isn't this just, let's see, uh, there's another one intermittent and uh, there's several publications that started popping up on this uh fasting beginner's guide okay well that's i think has more to do with health and so on than than just the cost of living but was this the way you were raised you've always lived in a country where we didn't skip third world countries skip meals now you might look at it and think well do we have enough food we have loads of food yeah America produces so much, we feed the world. We have loads of food. So what's the problem then? Now, again, with the egg thing, they're mainly focusing on eggs. You don't have to have eggs for breakfast. You can have other things for breakfast. But the idea that they would turn and say, well, now you need to start skipping meals now in order to save money. How about we fix the economy? I say, what's the main problem with the economy? Let me think. Oh, yeah, government shut it down. COVID didn't shut down the economy. Government did. And it was the strongest economy in over 50 years. And we've been trying to recover from that ever since. Some new numbers came out recently on inflation that showed it's still inflating. Not as fast as it was before, but we're still suffering from high inflation. And so the solution is not to fit. Well, one government solution, uh, Biden is blaming the Republicans. Republicans are blaming Biden. Basically, your government can't stop spending money. And the more they borrow and pump into the economy, the worse inflation gets. That's one of your problems right there. One of your problems with inflation is government spending and in government rules and regulations and so on. And we used to have a free market economy. Not as much anymore. Okay. This is not the free market. Ask any business owner. This is not the free market economy that you used to live in. What we really need is government to be there in a free market economy to make sure that people are being honest and safe. There should be very few rules involving that. Honesty, safety. That's all they need to do. Just make sure people are following a few few basic rules. Other than that, get out of the way. There was a problem... Adderall is the name of a drug. I was watching a video, a gentleman, uh, Bill Whittle is his name, and he's a conservative commentator, and he takes Adderall. And the problem that he had was focusing attention 
things like that. And there's quite a few people who have a problem with focus. And according to Bill Whittle, Adderall helps solve that problem. All right. And a lot of people take it. And it's not something that has tons of side effects or anything like that. And it's non-addictive, right? Then one day, the nation just ran out of Adderall. We just didn't have any more. So eventually, they started coming back. But his point is, when you run out of something like that, right away, people want to turn to government. Well, we ran out of this, and a lot of people take it, and it's really important. So government needs to fix the problem. And he said, and I agree with this, no, let the free market fix the problem. Because right now, if you wanted to start a company that would make Adderall to fill the hole in the marketplace so you could make money, good luck with that because of government regulations. We have a problem in this country with energy, which your government is making it worse. Not just the high price of energy, but sometimes hard to get energy. And again, mostly your government created that problem. And solving that problem is as simple as getting government out of the way. Not a government solution, but there are people out there who will see the need in the marketplace and realize that they can produce energy and make a ton of money doing it. And they would, all sorts of people would. And we would end up with too much energy and there'd be so much competition and the price would come down. Same thing with your health care, by the way. The more free market your health care is, the better the quality, the lower the price. Okay, But the quality goes down the availability of healthcare goes down, the price goes up, the more you have government controls to try to fix everything. 8.15 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. This weather update brought to you by... Your morning coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Eight nineteen is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Let's do this. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject, as it's fine with me. Came across a couple of stories like this. First off, let's go to Baltimore. Baltimore's failing schools should be the biggest scandal in the country, is the headline. It's bad. Uh... Baltimore City Schools, local Fox affiliate, analyzed test scores and found 23 schools where not a single student was considered proficient in math. The schools were the worst, but none of the schools performed well. Just 7% of 3rd to 8th graders had any appropriate math proficiency considered for their age. Now, that's scandal Massive proportions, Baltimore City is spending about $300 million a year on schools that are absolutely failing their kids. That's just 20% of the total $1.6 million being spent on failing schools. It's not like the results came as a complete shock to anyone last year. The Inspector General's report of the area found the city had more than 
900 ghost students, never heard that phrase before, on the rolls at a cost of about $10 million. These are students who are enrolled in classes by someone, but never attended a single class. The report followed a series of news reports in 2021, about starting with one about a 17-year-old high school student who only passed three classes in three years, but kept being passed along from grade to grade. Even more stunning, the overall GPA, 0.13, placed him in the upper half grades in high school. Its level of failure, that ought to be leading people, uh, well, being fired in mass. I mean, if, if, the, if the schools are that incompetent, how are the teachers and the administrative staff still employed? Yeah, if you're thinking probably because it's hard to fire them once they get the job and they've got tenure, yeah, it's, it's probably part of it. And the unions. Getting back to the latest report on mass scores, you would think that news, well, any news this bad, would cause local officials to sit up and take notice. But the local Fox TV station tracked down several members of the city council, including one Mark Conway, who responded like an adult and said he agreed there should be oversight being looked into the problem. Several other members were either angry or silent about the report. One councilman refused to talk to the local television station and explain what was going on. Some of these council people, the reporters show up and the council people just turn and walk away. They have nothing to say. The schools are absolutely failing. Now, let's go somewhere else in the country. Not a single student proficient in reading or math at 55 Chicago schools. This story says, in 55 Chicago public schools, not one student met grave-level expectations in either math or reading. Out of 649 Chicago public schools, 22 have zero students, zero, who met grade-level expectations for reading, while no students were proficient in math. 33 schools during the 2021-2022 school year, according to Wire Reports. The data analyzed from the Illinois State Board of Education announced that's like saying army intelligence it's an oxymoron at this point they have an annual report which details how the state is performing i'm surprised there wasn't more of a cover-up from the school board on this but okay you know from the board of education quote defenders of the current system are sure to invoke covid as being the big reason for low scores but the authors of the report say Look at the 2019 numbers, and it'll show reading and math numbers were only slightly better now, so you can't really blame COVID. With Illinois State, 30 uh, schools did not have any student reading at grade level. Approximately 53 schools in Illinois have zero students proficient in math. 930 schools within the state, just one of the 10 students met with grade level expectations. In 622 Illinois schools, one of 10 students or fewer were reading proficiently. The report comes as the nation battles historic learning losses. 2019 state uh, seen a decline in the students' math scores starting then. And the numbers just continue to drop off. Bottom line, everyone, and they right away start blaming the pandemic and so on. 
Uh, but again, these problems were happening before then. Of the 33 schools without student testing proficiently in math, the Illinois State Board of Education rated seven as commendable, the second highest accountability rating that can be awarded in a single report. Approximately six schools of the 22 with zero students reading at grade level were awarded a commendable rating. Hmm. So even when everybody is flunking, they're going to go ahead and get this commendable rating of some kind. There is an exodus, not just from Illinois, but some other states as well. And not just because of economic reasons and not just because of problems with over-taxation and over-regulation and on and on it goes. But there's an exodus that's happening because parents are looking at the education of their kids. And it's not just wokeism. I mean, the whole wokeism thing has bled into the schools, and students are spending more time on that than they are actually learning. But in general, there's schools that are just across the country failing. Way to go, teachers' unions. Yes, I blame you in part. Which goes back to the reason I've said this many times. I am in favor of school vouchers. Let the parents decide. Let them take the voucher and go to where they think. So if their public school is failing them, they can go shopping around and bring that money to whoever they want. Whatever they think is the best for their kid, whether that's charter or private or did they want to do homeschooling. And I've talked to some parents in Wyoming who want to set up where they hire a teacher. These are homeschools, right? Homeschools. But since parents don't have time to do it themselves, they have to work, parents will get together and hire one teacher and just start a small one-room school classroom thing. And that ought to do a lot better. And those schools tend to perform. And this is where throwing money at it. I'm always against just throwing money at the problem. Education is not a matter of throwing money at it. Anytime we've talked about here in Wyoming cutting the school budget a bit, there's always those who, yeah, well, you don't care about the kids' education. No, no, it's not a money issue because there are charter schools and private schools and homeschoolers that spend a lot less money per student, a lot less, and get better results, far better. So money's not the issue here. What I do think is the issue in the schools that I just named to you, including the ones in Chicago and Baltimore, to name a few around the country, the real problems that we have here is, again, teachers' unions, bureaucracy. I mean, the list goes on. So these public schools that we were all forced into growing up, that we were told was the answer to our education problems, just keep getting worse. That's why I'm one of those who would say I would even close down on the federal level, and they decided to go ahead and start a uh, an education bureaucracy on the federal level, and it has done nothing but make things worse over years. The National Board of Education, whatever, I've shut that down. Starting with that, hand out school vouchers and let parents go wherever they think it's best for their kids. Part of the reason so many people do leave states like Illinois is not just because of the economic reasons or the taxes or the bureaucracy and they they can't stay in business, but because of the education of their kids. They go someplace where they know their kids are going to get something better than what they have been getting. Coming up on, and this is horrible, nobody is reading at grade level. Nobody's doing math at grade level. 
Coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. Nice long segment of open phones. AAA 97 Woods, Wake Up Wyoming. Letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 36 to time. Wake up, Wyoming, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite song. Well, I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. They're for sale. Hell, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns. And I'm going to put that song, I'm going to put it on hold for now because it's open phones and people are allowed to interrupt me. Michael is in Cheyenne. Hello. Hey, how are you doing, Glenn? Good, sir. What you got for me? Well, my daughter works for the Laramie County School District. And you're talking about school and education. Right. And uh, she says that the teachers are paid an adequate wage for the performance that they're putting out. Okay. The teachers in Wyoming are ranked 23rd in pay, and we're ranked 27th in education. All right. So basically, we're paying for the education we're getting. So the teachers are paid adequate. Okay. She says the problem is is that the money that they've cut to the school district is to support staff, making teachers have to work more. Mm. She says food and nutrition cut their staffing by almost 70%. And that means teachers now have to take time out to serve food instead of education because we don't have enough nutrition people to feed the kids. Right. She said that some of these schools are totally unsafe to occupy, that uh, I think they said 70% of the custodial staff in Laramie County has moved on for better paying jobs that have less structure. So some of these schools don't even have any custodians, so they're not safe to occupy, that intruders can come in any moment, that they're not getting locked down. And if they don't have custodians to clean them, that means teachers are cleaning their rooms and taking out trash. Right. So teachers are getting paid adequately for their jobs. It's just that when you don't have food nutrition people and you don't have custodial and you don't have people that do grounds and maintenance, these teachers are now being asked to step up their game and really help out. Do a lot more, they, yeah. They shouldn't be. My they, question yeah, they should was, be teaching the uh, kids. I had asked a while ago, I had the... Wyoming Superintendent of Public Construction, the school marm. Now, she's moved on. She's working in Virginia now. But I had her on this program, and I said, when it, cuts, when it comes to cuts in education in the state of Wyoming, I said to her, my opinion was that Wyoming school boards in general, but we're talking about the bureaucracy. It's too top-heavy. Can we get rid of those people? And you're talking about the administrators. And our school superintendent for the state of Wyoming said that she agreed that a lot of cuts could be made just at that higher level where we don't need all of these administrators. Now, at the level you're talking about, the teachers, the custodians, the people in the lunchroom, stuff like that, those are the people we do need, and that's where the money should go. So I'd like to see a reprioritization here in the state of Wyoming. We don't need all of the bureaucracy. Let's spend it in the classroom and in the school. Well, here's one of the problems with it is we, we, we reward education. So let's say to teach sixth grade, uh, it's only $18 an hour. And that's the average wage for starting employee that teaches sixth grade that has an associate degree. Right. 
so teachers spend their time in the classroom, on the computer, taking online courses to get a higher education for more money for a job that's only worth $18 an hour. Right. So an administrator that's making $80,000 to $120,000 a year is extremely overpaid because public education is the lowest form of education. Mm-hmm. And if we're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for people's jobs that only worth about 60 grand, that's taxpayers' money that's being taken from them to reward bad behavior. Right. Meaning more education you have doesn't make you a better teacher. It just gives you more money. Mm-hmm. So the teachers spend most of their time looking for more money more than they do spending time for education. I, yeah. So I, as an administrator, if you're getting paid over $80,000 a year, hope you're putting in at least 70 to 80 hours in a week. And when these nutrition people and these maintenance people aren't available, you make so much money, feel free to fill in, shovel some snow, right. get out there, sear some food. You get paid a lot of money. And it's not all about making adjustments to manage the people. It's about making the adjustments to get the money filtered down to the people that are really doing the job. Right. I like that and idea. She, my, my daughter told me, she says it's extremely hard to hire food and nutrition people when you can go work at Safeway's gas station for $18 an hour. Yeah. Why would you go work for the school district for for 12 to 13 bucks? Mm-hmm. And that's our problem is that the support staff in our school systems are paid so low that they're quitting to go do less structured jobs for more money. But yet we still will reward those people that are getting paid astronomical money for education more than the product that they put out. Right. And in Laramie County, I really feel bad for her. She works really hard. She barely makes ends meet. She's hoping that the school district will enact that if you work for the school district, that food and lunches are free for your kids because they don't make enough money to even feed their kids. So they're hoping the school district will help out and help them feed their kids because they don't make enough to working for the school district to keep their kids in the school district. They say, you know, these kids don't get their lunch paid and these kids have debts on their lunch thing. Well, most of those people probably work for the school district and don't make enough money to, to pay for their kids to have food. Right. And that's, that's one of the problems with it. And you can't just say, let the kids have free food. That's like going to McDonald's and say, our kids need food. Can you go ahead and get free happiness? Yeah. There isn't a company that's ever going to give out anything yeah. And the school district is a business. It's made to make money. The nutrition center is owned by a separate entity that they're made to make money. The edu- you know, the people need to understand that it's not how much money we dump into teachers and administrators. It's that the legislature cuts things so harsh that the school district wants to keep the, the, the teachers want to keep their their job yeah. and they want to do as much as they can. And it makes it really hard for them to keep those jobs because they're underworked and overpaid. Right. I did, in talking to our school superintendent a couple of years ago on this, it's up to, in the state of Wyoming, we leave it up to the local level to figure out exactly how this money is going to be spent. So it's not a state decision. The money is sent to the local level, and your local administrators get to figure out where this money is being spent. And our legislators and our governors have traditionally liked to keep it that way. But I think at some point, we've got to take a look at what our priorities are and find out exactly where this money needs to go, like you were just saying, and like I was saying a moment ago. Not at the administrative level. I don't know how, but somehow Wyoming needs to refocus exactly where that money goes. Well, I'm, 
You know, I, I think somebody should really let the governor know that some of these schools are going to get closed and these kids are going to go to virtual learning. Yeah. Because you're not going to have food nutrition to serve them. Right. So if you can't serve them food, they can't go to school. That means the federal money won't go to the school district anymore because no one's going to be there for them. Right. And if you don't have custodians in there to make sure the buildings are safe and secure, you have to close that building. Mm-hmm. So right now, I think if you look, I don't even think they list how many jobs are opening in some of these school districts because it would scare the public knowing that their kids are unsafe and the schools are, are not occupiable because they're unclean and the kids aren't getting enough food in enough time because there's not enough help. And, and that's, that's the problem. And it makes the teachers have to work harder. That makes them want to have more money because they're taking on these jobs of feeding the kids and cleaning up their rooms and helping shovel snow because... Yeah. By God, they're trying to step in and help out. And right. they shouldn't be helping out. They should be forcing the school district to fill those positions. And that's, that's the problem. I think if the governor will find out and the people across the find out that these schools are unsafe to occupy, there'd be a little mm-hmm. bit different thing about not about how poor the education is, but how poor the, the facilities and stuff are. All right. Thank Michael. you for your time. And Great I just, call. I just want to give a shout out to my daughter, Heather. Heather, thank you very much. And, Thanks for you doing the school district. You guys have a good day. All right. Thank you. That was a great call. Thank you. I appreciate that. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Next time on one day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 848 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Sometimes, Frank, I look at a headline and I go, yeah, I wish more headlines were like this. Like? A pig that is in a pink little oink oink that looked cold gets free home a ride home in a police cruiser. What was the pig doing? I uh, see Anchorage, Alaska. Well, what are, what are pigs doing in Alaska? Uh, that's a good question. That was my first question, actually. Uh, police gave a ride home to, again, local resident, a pig. Somehow was outside in the cold weather. Mm-hmm. Looked like it was uh, suffering from exposure. Fairview area. Somehow someone saw the animal standing on the side of the road. And, again, it just looked like cold bacon. Okay. Yeah. And, the, and the cops were nice enough to yes. say, you know, yeah. right, come on, where, where do you live? You right. Know, yeah, exactly. How do you your, know? Can we call your parents? Oh, by or? the way, the, the pig's name is Elvis Pigsley. Elvis Pigsley. Yes, the officer was uh, oh. said the pig was quite friendly. I would bet the pig was friendly because the pig is really cold out there. It doesn't even have, a, like, a T-shirt on even. No, nothing. No. And the police cruiser is nice and warm. So, yeah. The department said the incident was similar to another one that took place about a year ago. There was a call for a turkey that had gotten away from someone's place mm-hmm. and was running around town. And the police found the turkey who, again, how do you know that a turkey looks cold? Ask them. Yeah, really? There you go. Okay. Uh-huh. You, yeah, uh-huh. you, you, that's how they talk. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, the, now I, I can understand looking at a pig, it's shivering. And the expression looks miserable. I think the cops looked at it this way. If this, we don't get this pig off the road, a moose is going to eat it. Oh, okay. Moose eat pig? M- moose eat everything. Okay. Well, then, then again, you got to wonder about the quality and condition of the bacon for that pig well, too. Well, yeah, so. I mean, it's already cold. So yeah, it already is. Cold yeah, in the I store, mean, you know, and now it's cold outside. Some so people, yeah, okay. So, okay. Anyway, the pig is home. The okay. pig is in a nice, warm place. The pig is being fattened up. It'll die a different kind of death. Right on my plate. 
Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys posted a solid 70-56 to win over New Mexico and Albuquerque last night, and that is not easy to do to win down at the pit. Pokes beat the Lobos in just about every way, shape, and form, and did this with just eight guys, and they had a 20-point lead in the second half. Cowboys uh, were led in scoring, scoring by Hunter Maldonado with 20 points. He played all 40 minutes. Cowboys hit 11 threes in the game. They were 13 of 14 from the free throw line. New Mexico is 19 and 7 and 6 and 7 in Mountain West play. That's a huge loss for the Lobos concerning their possible NCAA tournament hopes. UW is 8 and 17 overall, 3 and 10 in Mountain West Conference play. The host Air Force on Friday. Junior college basketball, the Casper College women, they're number 16th in the country this week. They are 22 and 3. The host Central Wyoming from Riverton at 530 tonight over at the Erickson Gym, and the men's game will follow at 7.30. The T-Birds come into that game with a record of 20-5. and five. The LCCC basketball teams, provided the roads are okay, will try to go to Rock Springs tonight to be Western Wyoming. Golden Eagle women are 17-8 and eight on the year, and the men come into tonight's game with a record of 13-10. and 10. Boys high school basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday. Cheyenne East over Campbell County, 67-62. Natrona beat Laramie, 58-53. Kelly Walsh, a winner over Star Valley, 63-59. Thunder Basin got by Cheyenne Central, 48-46. Sheridan defeated Cheyenne South 72-31. Wheatland over Glenrock 57-47. Burns over Lust 77-57. Burlington down KC in 1A action 72-41. On Saturday for the boys, Sheridan beat Laramie 83-62. Central over Campbell County 75-56. Kelly Walsh over Jackson 66-48. Natrona a win over Cheyenne South 59-43. Pine Bluffs defeated Burns 66-36. Glenrock over Newcastle 51-45. Hewlett over Midwest 67-43. Intensely BK. KC 53 to 52 for the girls on Friday. Cheyenne East over Campbell County 67 58. Thunder Basin defeated Central 71 69. Central over South 60 to 38. And the Trona got by Laramie 53 43. Star Valley a win over Kelly Wall 60 to 38. Glenrock beat Wheatland 51 47. Burns over Lust 42 29. And Burlington over KC in 1A 61 21. Then on Saturday for the ladies, Cheyenne East lost to Thunder Basin 54 49. Central lost to Campbell County 68 64. South lost to Natrona 62-45. Kelly Walsh beat Jackson 56-9. Newcastle over Glenrock 71-47. Pine Bluffs a win over Burns 42-36. And Hewlett beat Midwest 47-29. I am surprised the number of people who when they send their animals out to, uh, you know, relieve themselves first thing in the morning in the state of Wyoming. Don't at least put a coat on their dog or something like that. Well, they're only out there for a minute. Yeah, well, according to Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, uh, sometimes his dog on cold mornings just chooses to hold it. Oh, okay. He's just not going out there. Throw it in the snow and he'll be back in a minute. Yeah, well. It's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, would you want to go outside naked to the elements just because you had to relieve yourself, or would you hold it as long as you could? I'll go outside. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll wait till the sun comes up a bit more. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're in Wallens News Time, national local update on the weather forecast. There were some callers trying to get, including Mary and Casper, who wanted to talk about school teachers and wages and what we spend on schools. As soon as we're done with national news, local news, and your weather forecast, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. We'll get you in there. Wake up, Wyoming. This February. Six the time. It's 
Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Mary, if you're still out there, Mary was in Casper, Wyoming. She was trying to get through, but it was just bad timing, and you end up getting disconnected. And sorry about that, but if you want to call back about the school issue, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. And I'm going to stick with that a bit more because I'm getting comments from people all around the region, not just Wyoming, but around the region about school and education. Now, before I get back to that real quick, update roads. I-25 is open all the way through the state. However, there are some areas that are really sketchy, so be careful. But you can do it all the way through the state. By really sketchy, I'm saying you're going to be riding around doing 80 miles an hour with everybody else. You'll turn a corner and you'll see some snow and ice. Okay, that, and I've seen people wrecking that, so careful of that. But the entire interstate is open. For those people who want to go from, let's say, Midwest or KC and head up that road toward, let's say, Gillette or Wright, that's still closed. I-80. Yeah. But just never mind. From Laramie to Rawlins, it's open, but from Rawlins west to Rock Springs, closed. And there's some other roads out there. Some have opened, some have closed. For those people around the Manville and Hartsville area, um, you might notice that 270 is closed as well. But other roads are slowly opening. Good news is because we have... Uh, really not much for wind out there over most of the state. They'll be able to clear it. It'll stay that way for a while. Anyone trying to get through the muddy gap area to anywhere else, forget it. 220 and 287 both still remain closed at this time. Oh, let me check real quick. If you were wanting to go through Wind River Canyon from, let's say, Shoshone to Thermopolis, whatever, you can just take it really slow. That's open, too. All right, back to the education thing. So we were talking education. It started with a couple of stories that I had. Baltimore schools are screwed. They're failing. Big time. Illinois schools, horrible, failing, big time. And that brought up a very good call, and I have to give him a compliment again. Uh, Michael is in Cheyenne. About He called about education. And he was talking about what his sister has said with education. And that brings me back to what I had responded to him several times over as he spoke. It was a great call. But I do think the state of Wyoming, and I should say at the local level especially, needs to reprioritize how money is spent. Because I was talking to our school marm, as I called her at the time, for the state of Wyoming, the superintendent of public construction, about spending because Wyoming at the time of our conversation on air was cutting back on education, cutting back money. We didn't have the money. And people were yelling and screaming, you don't care about the kids. And my answer was, I I think we're too top-heavy, too many administrators. And she agreed. We can get rid of a lot of administrative staff and focus what we do have on the classroom, on the building, you know, on uh, making sure the kids get a good lunch, stuff like that. But that's handled at the local level. That's not a state issue. The state sends the money to the local level. The local level figures out what to do with that money. And that's where we in the state of Wyoming think I have to have a conversation about this. So, uh, again, Mary and Casper tried to call about that, and her call was just bad timing. I was up against the clock, but Mary, if you're still out there, I'll take your call. Triple eight ninety seven woods. Now, Mandy, located in Kimball. 
writes to me, and she writes this off the Wake Up Wyoming app. So again, pop your app, touch your app, it opens up. Toolbar in the middle, you're looking for the little thought bubbles or word bubbles. It says chat. That's the chat option. And that's how people send me text, which is what Maddie did. She said, I left education several years ago because I was tired. I was hired, pardon me, to teach in the primary grades. The district refused to get the basics for the students. Manuscripts, cursive books. I was only allowed to teach them how to write their names. I was written up for printing off manuscript pages to assist students to write. I was praised for teaching with the smart board. Smart board, if you haven't seen it, it's a big computer board, you know, that that you, so you don't have to use chalk or markers. It's like having a huge computer screen in your room, essentially. Praise for using the smart board and having teachers huddle around it all day, truly dumbing them down. But what Maddie wanted to do was get the kids engaged in sitting down. Okay, here, let's hold a pen or pencil in your hand, and we're going to teach you how to write and even teach you how to write in cursive, things like that. So once again, I think the priority of public schools right now is a mess. And that's what you get when you get bureaucracy and unions. Mary's back on the line. Mary, I'm glad you made it back in. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just had a comment on the gentleman who, he said his daughter was the teacher and she was uh, um, feeling like she was underpaid. And yeah, I, I think so. Sister, I think. But yes, yes. I think Her sister. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether every state now does the same thing or not, but uh, several years ago, it was brought to the attention of a group that Wyoming pays their teacher 12 months a year. Other states sometimes only pay them nine months a year. Okay. They take the annual salary and divide it. But then, so the teacher has summer that she gets another job. The teachers in Wyoming get paid. They can still pay their rent. Yeah. And they don't have to get another job. Right. But I think that's they, probably... Sometimes apple and oranges, when yeah. you're talking, need to be Well, and I think verified. that's um, in part done because Wyoming teachers, you know, how do you keep them? If they had to go off and get another job in the summertime, many of them would have to leave the state to do it, and then would they come back? So they're trying to keep them here year-round by doing it that way. But And the, the wage scale, I'm sure, is yeah. like the wage scale of like McDonald's, you right. might get paid a whole bunch more in New York to split burgers than you do in Casper, Wyoming. Right. Hmm. Okay. So well, I think that the teachers probably are on a scale that's comparable with the Wyoming uh, pay scales for other things. Okay. And then I also, while you're talking about this, I always have to think about teachers who are, and this is a lot of teachers, way out in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming. So maybe there's not even a McDonald's out there. Because there's quite a few schools. As you know, there's quite a few schools where there's not much to the town. There's a school there, but they don't really have much for a town. Oh, well, that's, that, I think I'm, I didn't explain my point very well. Okay. The, the basis of the teacher salary, whatever it's based on, is lower in Wyoming than okay. like in New York, for example. Gotcha. 
Okay. Because the cost of living in New York is way more than way more. it is in Wyoming. Well, and, For example, yeah, yeah. the people who <laughs> work at McDonald's make a lot more in New York than they do here. Sure. Well, and I do know, for example, I knew a teacher that was in the Massachusetts area who you look at her salary and you think, oh, wow, salary benefits, she's doing really well. Yeah, go take a look at the cost of living in Massachusetts. And not yeah. just the cost of living, but all of the taxes that come with it and so on. So, okay, move that same person down. I met teachers when I was living and growing up in Florida who at first didn't want to move to Florida because, wow, teachers don't make much money in Florida. We don't have a state income tax and the cost of living is much lower. Same reason that I'm doing this radio show on Wyoming radio stations. I can make a higher salary in a major market, but I don't get to keep as much. Well, I think the gentleman said that Wyoming was ranked like yeah. down at the bottom of the list, third from the bottom or some. Yeah. I just had turned it on about that time. But but if they're saying, yeah. you know, that's not a comparable, I, the teachers may not be paid to do what they do. I wouldn't do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Would you agree but, what I was saying to the gentleman that was uh, earlier, that was what uh, Michael that was calling earlier, in talking to some Wyoming superintendents of public construction, or the school marms, as I call them, they all seem to agree that part of a problem in the state of Wyoming is that we're top-heavy in administrative people that could go. I think, they, I think they're right. I think that you don't have to have 15 people talk about the same thing all the time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I also think that while they're spending money, we should quit building our college campuses like K-Dub. Yeah. There's no reason to have a high school that looks like that in, yeah. Wyoming, in Casper, Wyoming. I've, that I money went should to, be better spent yeah, educating the kids. Okay, we can agree there because I went to the uh, Shoshone a while ago, and I just never really driven through the town. So I'm kind of driving around, and I drive by their school, and I'm looking at it going, oh, my Lord, that's nice. Did you have to spend that much money? I'm not opposed to people having nice things, but wow, you really could have. That's a nice school. They didn't have to spend that much money on it. But the majority of our taxes, property tax, I should say, not taxes because that's too broad, but yeah. the majority of our, our uh, property taxes in Wyoming goes to schools. Yeah. So if that's how the money is being spent, mm-hmm. then I think some breaks should be put on it. And whoever is saying it's okay... Yeah. The administrators should be retired, replaced, or rethought. All right. Thank you, Mary. Great call. I appreciate it. All right. I'm glad you called back, too. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. Let's wake up, Wyoming. If you're ever sad, just go snowboarding. You'll quickly realize that your physical health is in much worse condition than your mental health. 97 Woods, or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. I'm just sorry I missed it. I, okay, I've told you about the ridiculously large television I have in my studio off to my right over here. Right? All right, so they have the, um, here's the, what the crawler says, racist buffalo mass shooter sentencing underway. And this is the part of the trial where this person has been convicted for in Buffalo, New York, uh, shooting a bunch of people in a black neighborhood, and it was it was racially motivated. And so he's been convicted, and so now that they're sentencing him, members of the families of the victims are allowed to get up and look that guy straight in the eye and tell him off. They always do that, right? 
At some point while I was looking away, one of the fathers of one of the victims standing there at the podium talking to the shooter lunged at him. There's a bunch of police officers in the room and they had to take him to the ground. And I was looking away when this happened. It was happening live just a moment ago. I caught it because I was scanning news while you're listening to that news and information break there and somebody showed it. I, it just happened. I missed it. Okay. Mark and Centennial. Average salary $60,000 per nine months or $80,000 a year. Average Wyoming is less. A great job for a teacher in the summer is road construction, flagger. Some even fight land fires. Okay. Um, there's all sorts of summertime jobs. I do know when you take a look at what teachers tend to make, it really is relative to where you live as well. You can never just take a look at, well, this person, if they lived in this state, makes 100000 a year, but he's living in that state, he's only making 50000 a year. Yeah, but how much does he get to take home? What's the cost of living? That's the, that's the big difference there as far as what teachers make. I know some teachers will look at Wyoming and go, I get paid more in other states. Yeah, but does that state have a state income tax? What is the cost of living there? What is insurance there? What, you know, all your other expenses. What's rent there? That's the big difference. Okay, so in the state of Wyoming, it has always been difficult to keep teachers because some people, well, you got to live in a small town, way out in the middle of nowhere. Wyoming's a beautiful state, but some teachers are really asked to live in some remote places. Some people love it. Some people can't handle it. It's hard to find people who love it, but they exist, but it's hard to find them. My main concern in schools in the state of Wyoming, as far as what we spend on education, and our education is good. Our education system compared to the rest of the country, we don't suck. Our education system is actually good in the state of Wyoming, but it can be very expensive. And that's where I go back to my understanding based on who I talk to in our state which includes our Wyoming school superintendent at the state level, is their belief was we're top-heavy. On the local level, a lot of money is spent on administrators, but also on, as our last caller said, Mary said, school buildings. I don't really think that buildings need to be as ornate or as expensive. And one of the examples that I use for that, I've talked about this before, I was living in North Carolina, and at the time, George W. Bush was president. And North Carolina schools just were horrible, some of the worst in the nation. So George W. was able to get a whole bunch of money, billions, and dumped it on North Carolina and said, here, fix your schools. Now, once again, throwing money at the problem doesn't always solve the problem. If you cut back on education, you don't care about the kids. Throwing money is not always the problem. So they spent a ton of money in North Carolina on brand new school buildings, smart boards, all of it. And grades did not improve. The dropout rate did not improve because it was not about the buildings. Mike is in Casper. Morning, Mike. Yes, I actually built a school about 12 years ago in Rock Springs, Wyoming, when I was living over there. Right. And uh, it was a $20 million school. I was there from the foundation uh at the beginning stages, of it. it took them a year to build it, $20 million, but you should have seen the layers of concrete and brick. I mean, it was like a military bunker when it felt like we were building rather than a school. Wow. Okay. And then... It was pretty depth. I was surprised how much that went into it. And I was like, man, I was from the beginning stages, and I took a three months off during the winter, but 
came back and we I finished working through most of it. And, and I well, hear from people, you can tell me, Mike, if you would know better than me, but uh, I've heard from people who've constructed some of these schools that when it's all done, there's also a lot of problems that have to be fixed later. And then rather than having a warranty and getting the construction company back for free, the electricians and so on, instead they pay to have everything repaired. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I just uh, was a laborer on the job. Okay. But yeah, they, uh, I'm sure, I mean, everything's insured anymore. Yeah. Okay. So that's probably what it, that's why everyone pays insurance for. They can make mess with us later, I guess. All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, some of the school, uh, you can build a really good school for a whole lot less. Uh, Jolly Rancher in Douglas. I don't think salary is the issue in Wyoming. See, I don't think either. I think it's the administrative end. But anyway, Wyoming pays better than surrounding states. I think locally there are things the school board can do to create better environment for the teachers. I would agree with that. But again, as far as bring, I think we can have better schools and bring down the cost at the same time. I say that because when I look at what charter schools do, what private schools do, what homeschoolers do, they, they crank out some really great students at a vastly lower cost. That should be telling us something right there. Coming up on 9.30. Got local news coming your way. Right after that, update on your weather forecast. Another segment of Open Phones, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, Wake Up Wyoming. With the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, this is AM 1030, K2 Radio. 9.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. Great discussion on schools, folks. I appreciate it. Both those people texting me off the app and those people who call the program. Really good stuff. Slight topic change for you real quick here. You've heard many times over that if you want to make a Democrat a a Republican, or for that matter, what is a Republican? It's usually a Democrat that got mugged. Point in case. Democrat lawmaker with ties to defund the police has changed her tune and called for a crackdown on crime following her assault. See, she was mugged, and what happened? Democrat Congresswoman Angie Craig, who was allegedly assaulted in the elevator of a Washington, D.C. resident by a 26-year-old man, has been tied to the defund the police movement. One of her top staffers spoke out against the police and even called for property destruction of police property and their homes and so on, on a Twitter account, according to the Washington Free Beacon. In 2022, Young responded to news about deaths related to police in New York with four words, burn it all down. Young also claimed June 2020 that cities should fund counselors, not cops, and was promoted to Minnesota's Freedom Fund far-left group that supports defunding the police. But since then... Young's boss, who has herself 
attended fundraising groups tied to defund the police movements, according to the Washington Free Beacon, has made repeated calls for stronger law enforcement policies and more police. The change came soon after she was assaulted in an elevator in her Washington, D.C. apartment complex. I got attacked by someone who the District of Columbia has not prosecuted fully over the course of almost a decade, over the course of 12 assaults, including mine that morning. So this person has been arrested and gotten out of jail and been arrested again. 12 times was arrested for assaulting people, including this congresswoman. And now she sees the problem. And so she says, we have to think about how in the world we can make sure we're not just letting criminals out. Oh, well, duh. She emphasized that repeat offenders are not always deterred by short sentences and punishment. You think? What woke her up? Oh, yeah, getting knocked in the head. I mean, it wasn't, she says, even in every instance that he got a 10-day or 30 days in jail. So he, insu- he assaulted somebody and was out of jail in 10 days. Wow. I got more on this. We'll have to pick this up tomorrow. Rod is in Lingle. He wants to talk about teachers. Hello, Rod. Hello. Yes, sir. Say, I just like to let people know that teaching isn't a job. It's a calling. Yeah. And anybody that takes it as a job is going to have a rude surprise in their life. Mm -hmm. You have to be called to be a teacher. You have to be compassionate and you have to love kids. That's all I had to say. Thanks. All right. I appreciate it, Rod. That's true. I've met uh, many people who become teachers for the love of teaching because they love doing it, which I agree with. Having said that, I also am one of those who agrees that we should make sure that they can make a decent living at it. They shouldn't have to starve just because they're teachers or live really uh, on a tight budget just because they're teachers. They should actually, I, you know, they should do well. They should live comfortably because they're teachers. That's going right back to what I, I know I've been repeating myself this entire time, but I think a big part of it, not just in the state of Wyoming, but I would say across the nation, one of the big problems is unions, bureaucracy, a lot of this is really making what should be one of the best professions and most passionate professions out there is ruining it, not just for the teachers themselves, but for the students who in those schools that I told you about across the country are just failing kids. Kids are going to school being passed even though they're flunking. Kids are going to school and not learning and getting out and being turned out into the world. And then you wonder why, and I've talked about this before, they don't even know what money is. They don't even know what kind of country we are. Yeah, well, in a democracy like America, you mean a republic. There's so many things they've never learned. Now we enter into the whole woke nonsense, which takes their eye off the ball of what they should be doing, a real education. Not teaching a racist ideology like wokeism. And an ideology of just plain hate. That's what's going on in many schools. And part of what brings us in is, again, the bureaucracy, the teachers' unions, extremists. And so much of the money gets wasted on nonsense. Paying the teachers well, yes. Making sure that they have good, clean classrooms, yes. 
making sure that the custodian is paid well, lunchrooms, yes. A lot of bureaucracy, no. Very expensive school buildings, don't need them. Now, again, charter schools and private schools and homeschooling proves all the day after day after day, they prove. You can get phenomenal results out of kids and spend very little money doing it. It's a matter of priorities more than anything else. Currently in America, in public schools anyway, our educational priorities, uh, I, I don't even understand them at this point. 943, Wake Up Wyoming. Across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 948 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, Frank, I'm going to bring back a childhood memory for you. I would like that yeah, because okay. I need a few. What I can remember, I don't. they're not very good. They're not really good. Okay, well, okay, so you had the comic page open to the newspaper. Remember newspapers, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. they existed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you also had your silly putty. Yes, which you put on yes. the comics. Yep. And it came out. Perfect. Yeah, and then, so you can go ahead and pull up the ink on your silly putty mm-hmm. of your favorite comic book character and then stretch it. Yes. And have a good time concording it into all sorts of different... That was a good time. It was, a, it, well, for parents it was great. So here, kid, take some of this and there's the paper. Yeah, sit down, be quiet, <laughs> play with this. That's th- Those were what my parents did back then to keep us occupied yes. when they wanted us just, you know, to shut up. Up so they could go do something, maybe even relax for a while. Here's some silly, silly putty and a newspaper. Have fun. I, they, they do it to me here, here at the radio station. Yeah, do they? they? They go, close the door and don't make any noise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I tell people once again, my job is I sit in a padded room and I talk to myself. And the callers, they are the voices in my head. Yeah, well, that would be, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all of us. Here's what we other. did, though. We see, Frank, we took our basic mental disorder that used to annoy our parents mm-hmm. and teachers, by the way. Yes. Okay. And we made a profession out of it. <laughs> <laughs> because we started our intellectual growth yes. with Silly Putty uh-huh. and, and the and, Sunday and comics. And the cartoon comic section. Now, it's difficult these days. You cannot take Silly Putty and take your iPhone. and It doesn't work. No. No, you can't. But I will say, though, that kids today can take their iPhones and do all sorts of creative things with it that we never imagined. Right, but, but that that's just an electronic thing. I mean, do they, do they still make Silly Putty? They do, as a matter of fact. In Is fact, it? I watched, here's something. You ever watch any of uh, Mike Rowe's Dirty Jobs or How It's Made? I, I've seen those, yeah. Okay. There is one episode uh, that, and I think it's How It's Made, but they showed how um oh not silly putty what play-doh okay how it's made and really? it would shock you because if you're wondering but what if a kid eats play-doh and that's somebody okay. certainly has what it's made out of isn't is it like, okay isn't it like uh, vegetable oil yes yeah and flour and stuff like that it's completely edible <laughs> i don't like the taste of it, having experienced like it chicken, right? as a kid, stupidly, it smelled interesting. So I didn't ingest a whole bunch of. What does that taste like? Yuck! But anyway, wonder if you can eat silly putty. Is that good for you? I, I, I wouldn't. I'm try. not going to try. No. no. 
Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys posting a big-time upset. They beat New Mexico at the pit in Albuquerque 70-56, to and that is not easy to do. Pokes beat the Lobos in just about every way, shape, and form. They had a 20-point lead midway through the second half, and the Pokes had saw eight players uh, get on the court. They were led in scoring by Hunter Maldonado with 20 points, and he played all 40 minutes. The Cowboys shot, uh, hit 11 threes and were 13-14 from the free-throw line. New Mexico is 19-7 and now. 6-7 and in Mountain West play. That is a Huge loss for them concerning a possible NCAA tournament bid. UW is 8-17 and in overall, 3-10 in Mountain West play. They'll host the Air Force on Friday in Laramie. Juco basketball, the Casper College teams are rated 16th in the country this week at 22-3. and They will host Central Wyoming College from Riverton at 5.30 tonight at the Erickson Gym. Casper College men will host Central at 7.30. The T-Birds come into that game with a record of 20-5. and The LCCC basketball teams out of Cheyenne will try to go to Rock Springs tonight to meet Western Wyoming. Golden Eagle women are 17-8 and on the year and the men come into tonight's game with a record of 13-10. and 10. In girls' high school basketball from over the weekend, first on Friday, Cheyenne East beat Campbell County 67-58, Thunder Basin over Cheyenne Central 71-69, Sheridan beat Cheyenne South 60-38, Natrona got by Laramie 53-43, Sarvalia went over Kelly Walls 60-38, Glenrock beat Wheatland 51-47, Burns over Lusk 42-29, Burlington defeated KC 61-21. On Saturday in girls' play, Cheyenne East lost to Thunder Basin 54-40, 49. Central lost to Campbell County 68-65. Cheyenne South lost to Natrona 62-45. Kelly Walsh a winner over Jackson 56-9. Newcastle over Glenrock 71-47. Pine Bluffs a winner over Burns 42-36. And Hewlett beat Midwest 47-29. On the boys' side from Friday, Cheyenne East a winner over Campbell County 67-62. Natrona beat Laramie 58-53. Kelly Walsh got by Star Valley 63-59. Thunder Basin a winner over Cheyenne Central 48-46. Sheridan and beat Cheyenne South 72-31. Wheatland over Glenrock 57-47. Lusk a loser to Burns 77-57. And Burlington beat KC 72-41. On Saturday for the guys, Sheridan over Laramie 83-62. Central over Campbell County 75-56. Kelly Walsh a winner over Jackson 66-48. Natrona beat Cheyenne South 49-43. Pine Bluffs a winner over Burns 66-36. Glenrock beat Newcastle 51-45. Hewlett over Midwest 67-43. And 10 sleep over KC 53-10. 52. Play-Doh, current manufacturer Hasbro, says the compound for Play-Doh, primarily a mixture of water, salt, and flour. Okay. And let me see. Indicates it's a compound of starch-based binders. And let me see. A Oh, a regurgitation inhibitor. I don't even want to know. No, 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 no. no. Uh, lubricants, preserves, no, no, no. hardener, fragrance... That's what gives it that unique smell. Okay, just don't eat it. Yeah. It's and still good color. to play with, yeah. you know. Yeah. But since kids do stuff like that, it's safe. Don't worry. Yeah. He might right. poop a funny color for a while. <laughs> Especially when they put the two colors together. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business news time. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. If you're a business.